Jeff and Tom check it real quick? Testing. I'm a child of God. Good. All right, here we are, Lisa, and I'm so excited about Messenger Cup coming up. And uh, you're not going to win. Uh, yeah, you're not going to win. Year I'm Every win. year, I pray that you don't because win because the partner because I want people I'm playing with this year just went to orphanage in Miramar. He went to Vietnam and distributed yeah, but see, to, that, that to, to. None of that goes I'm to your account. Done. I'm yeah, not but none done. of that you're goes to your account. You're interrupting me right now. He went to Vietnam and he preached and distributed Bibles. And he's a businessman, and so it's not according to works. Because of him, we're going to work. It's the goodness it's, of God. It's the goodness of God. Yeah, none of that's going to work for you though. That we're going to play to win. So for those of you who don't know, Messenger Cup is something. This is our sixth annual Messenger Cup coming up. And this is something that was birthed in prayer. And what we've done um, at Messenger International is we have distributed in the last four years, six five point years, f- five years, five years, six point five million resources to pastors and leaders in sixty four nations. And so we've done, you know, tens of thousands of pastors in Iran, Iraq, Syria, Jordan, Lebanon, Vietnam, on China, and on and on. Russia. China. Yeah. And uh, the golf tournament yeah. is a way that people can come together, have a great three days at the Broadmoor, which was ranked the number one hotel in, in the United States last year. And that's where the U.S. Senior Open is. And uh, they play and then they pledge to support countries. And it's just quite remarkable to see these beautiful people, Lisa, how they um, how they literally come in and last year gave 1.6 million and all of it goes to the field once the hotel expenses are paid. We don't keep anything back for administration. And, you know, John, I just checked with uh, Sasha and a lot of uh partners also so into surveillance equipment yep. or anti-human trafficking yep. they buy raids and stuff and Sasha was saying that this kind of partnership has actually funded the rescue of 600 girls it's crazy 600 yeah. girls mm-hmm. so it's really cool and when yeah, you so think anything about it they also, want to be involved, involved in they can de- be part of reach part of rescue uh, just their participation in coming to the event actually does both of that but it's it's really exciting so now as a result of the golf tournament we have over two 2,000 resources. They're in uh, Urdu, they're in Arabic, they're in Farsi, they're in Vietnamese. Chinese, on, on Russian. On the cloud library. And um, we Camel. discovered yesterday that you literally could put the pages of resources that th- these beautiful partners have given to the pastors overseas. You can wrap the entire earth with the pages of the resources. It's crazy. It is it's really crazy. Thing. So yep. it is, you know, Lisa, you know what I love about this? Uh, about the messenger cup and I just want to encourage you we might have one or two spots usually it's sold out but we might have one or two spots left if you're interested you can contact Sasha at our uh, offices but what I love about this Lisa more than anything else you know Jesus said when you throw a feast don't invite those that can pay you back he said invite the lame and the poor and those who can never repay you back he said because then at the resurrection of the just you'll be repaid And the thing that I've loved about these last five years, Lisa, is that we've been able to help people who will, in this life, never be able to pay us back. And it really has made ministry a lot more fun. I know in my life, and I think in you. And I do think that, you know, we have had relationships um, that we have gotten to build uh, connect with people that we just absolutely love. And then we've also seen people that come to Messenger Cup build relationships with one another. Yeah. And these are eternal relationships. And speaking of relationships, Mr. Bevere, I think today we're supposed to be talking about family. Well, I And want- there is a Messenger Cup family, but there is also the Bevere family and the Toscano family. So let's talk about that. Let's, let me just open with a foundational scripture, and then we're going to talk about two families. 
Praise, this is Psalm 112. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man or woman who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His or her descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. You know, God loves families, but you know, I think sometimes we wait, don't wait, get... Wait, what was the but? God loves the families, but... Sometimes we don't get it right. Oh, God loves families, period, but sometimes we don't get it right, is what I was trying to say. I, I, that's what I said. I guess my <laughs> English is, is really not very good right now, but Lisa, can you... Can you enlighten us on what I was trying to say? Well, I, you know, I think only you can enlighten us on what you were trying to say. But <laughs> you, you but can't I, read my no, mind. I can't. One, I can't. Baby. I can't. Yeah. Right. You know, I try to hold that gift back on you so that there's some surprises. So, but, Lisa, let me ask you: What was your family like when, that you grew up in? Well, you know, so my family was um, highly, uh, highly volatile. Uh, I would call highly dysfunctional. My my father was um, first generation, you know, Italian, born to immigrant parents. They grew up in dire poverty, and uh, just were on survival mode for a very long time. He came into a relationship as a father where he just kind of felt like, hey, if I feed you, that's enough. You you know, you're not going to get nurture. You're not going to get a pat on the back. You just need to be happy that you have a roof over your head and food on the table because there was times he didn't have that. And then my mother came from a family dynamic where her mother was married, divorced, and remarried, and then divorced again to my mother's father and abandoned her, left her with her grandmother for 14 years. And then basically, uh, you know, at a certain time period, just kind of said, okay, you know what, maybe I want my daughter back, but she'd already gotten married to another man, had two children. So my mother came from a very broken dynamic as far as not having a mother or a father. And then my father came from a very broken dynamic because his dad died at 10 and his mother, you know, really just had to do whatever she could do to survive. And so when they came together, they both were looking for one another to meet needs that neither of them could meet for one another. And so it was, it was a lot of alcoholism. Um, my parents, uh, my dad committed adultery, I believe a number of times and my parents were divorced, remarried and divorced again. So you inherited a piece of work. I inherited an amazing lady. I was actually just driving this morning back from the gym, Lisa. And I was thinking about when I first met you and how absolutely blessed I am to be married to you. Because I just adore you. So here's the deal. You, you what did, am I even supposed to say to that? You did have a lot of challenges <laughs> to overcome. We did have challenges early in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, my and and you, you, have, you have a different family than mine, but you had challenges as well. We both had challenges. My family, my mom and dad were married 66 and a half years. Uh, my dad was never drunk a day of his life. He, um, quite interesting, little Italian guy. He'd drink six ounces of wine every night for dinner and never, I've ever heard you say four had, ounces before. No, six. And never had a second glass. He always provided for us. He um, cared, and that was the way he showed his care for us. And so... So would um, you say your parents were super affectionate? No, that's where I was going next. So my parents came from the old World War II my dad didn't talk a lot, but my mom was very outgoing. But my mom showed nurture by feeding me and uh, doing what Italian moms like to do. She wasn't the huggy type. Now, it's... She uh, was more... To be honest with you, I love your mom, but she was more Dutch than she was Italian in her culture. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. But, you know, my mom is probably one of the most... Um, 
greatest people on earth that I adore. Yeah. And uh, she's 89 and she's just amazing. So she's a legend. The thing is though, um, Jesus was not the central focus of our family. So I don't care how good your family looks to the world. There's a deep, deep hole of deep void when Jesus isn't there. And I, I, I had a lot of dysfunction from the fact that not having that nurture. And so when we got married, it took Jesus really to, um, his word, us immersing ourselves in the word in prayer, going through correction, a lot of correction, both of us. And to where now I really believe our marriage is hitting the stride that I believe God created us to, to, to walk in. And just, but it took just some years. Yeah. Just to frame this, we've been married now for 34 years. Is yeah. that correct? 34 yeah. years this October. Yep. And, um, you know, each of those decades have had their own unique set of challenges. So we've been able to kind of talk a teeny bit about our background. I would say that first decade, you know, we really fought in a lot of different dynamics because we didn't know how to do disagreement and uh, dreams and leadership together. Like I didn't know how to follow you, didn't know how to lead. There was all these different challenges in the first decade. And the second decade of our marriage was really kind of a, a season where we we pioneered some stuff. I mean, it was when we did in our 30s, I look back, I'm like, we were crazy people. So we pioneered some stuff. And then in our 40s, and we were able to raise our kids and you were really pioneering a lot of things. And then in our 50s, it's looked different. And, and I, I'm excited because, you know, we are going to start this series kind of with our background but we're going to be able to position people in whatever season they're in. Right. And, because marriages have building. different seasons. Absolutely. You know, uh, we wrote a book called Story of Marriage, and you can find it at messengerinternational.org or, or uh, you know, Amazon. But Or if you're Spanish, you can download it for free at true. Messenger International. Or if you're Arabic, you can download it for free. But or anyway. If you're or if you're Farsi Chinese. Or, or Chinese or Russian. But we put on the cover of this book uh, the cross-section of a tree. And when you look at the cross-section of a tree you're going to notice it's got rings. And to most of us amateurs, we would say that the way you tell how old a tree is by count the rings. That's true. But somebody who really... That's about all we know. That's about all we knew (laughs) until we studied it. But a man who is, uh, what do you call a person that's an expert? I am not even going to try to do that, but it's a person that's an expert at reading the rings of a tree. Okay, that's good. (laughs) I like that. So There is a word for it, and it is is in the book. And I don't want to insult that If you want to Twitter us and tell us that that, that's awesome. Don't Twitter us. We've got it in the book. What can they read? But they can tell you about each of those seasons. Was it a dry season? Did the tree have to fight for its life? Were there a lot of storms? And they can literally tell you the history of the tree by looking at those rings. Well, those rings end up becoming a bulwark of strength. And you know, Lisa, we, we've endured a lot of adversity in our own marriage. But the thing is, I'm more in love with you today than the day I met you. And I think you're more in love with me, I hope. Uh, than the day See, I get to say that you don't get to say that for okay, me. I am I'm hoping. more I am more in love with you today than the day I met you. Thank you. Yes, that means a lot. But that's our goal. Lisa's and I, our top goal for our marriage and is, for their marriage is is to be more in love yeah. with each other when we leave this earth and the day we married. And has there been a bunch of adversity? Yes, you better believe it. But when you have that goal, when you have started with the end in mind, and uh, because God will write the whole course out, and then he'll go back to the beginning and start it. So why don't we do that with our marriages? Why don't we figure out where we want to end up? And our goal is to be more in love with each other than the day we married. So now it's not a brick wall when we run up against adversity. It's a speed bump. Now I want you to listen to me right now. You're going through adversity in your marriage, some of you. 
and you think it's a wall, I got news for you. There is no walls in the kingdom of God. Jesus is our hope. It is a ladder to bring us to a higher level, speed bump, whatever you want to call it. But listen to me carefully, because we're going to go back into this on our very next podcast. There is hope for your marriage, and his name is Jesus, and he can change a troubled marriage and make it a very productive and fruitful marriage. I promise you that, and we'll talk about it in our next podcast. You know, and John, I'm so excited. They can follow us on Twitter, Facebook. They can subscribe on iTunes to the podcast, and then we also have a brand new vehicle called Messenger Streaming that we want to see them get involved with. Messenger Streaming is amazing. Yeah, so we are going to unpack a little bit more of this in the next podcast. Podcast.